It's in his fur. So Tarl actually caught him before he had Just swelling in the bladder. Wait till you've done this and then you can explain it. I can talk and <laughs> dig my cat into your armpit at the same time. I'm so happy I'm so we're glad recording. this is recording. <laughs> <laughs> you guys forgot, ah, didn't you? Mark this in the document. He's kicking me! Remember when I said, Mark, stop! <laughs> oh shit, he just tore my shirt! Okay, put him down. Alright, okay. ten minutes. How's <laughs> your shirt? It's okay! <laughs> okay, don't go back under the table! <laughs> you have to do this twice a day for a week. I don't know who's gonna survive. He's, he's, he's giving. Oh, he's going your way. Come here, kitten. Oh, no, you. Come back. Come back. Taz is eating his food now. Come on! Taz, you're a. <laughs> Sorry, Taz. So that's a married life, eh? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 60 of Fangs and Fonts. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Duke, Duke, Duke. Where we talk about Ursa Majors. Duke, 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 Duke. Well, just literary uh, awards and in general. And we talk about literary awards. There's also the Coyotes. True. And there's other ones. True. Yeah. But there's like only two we really care other, about. Those there's, there's other there's ones. There's two main ones in the fandom that we will talk about, along with others, I'm sure. I'm um. Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Yanara. I'm Voice. I'm Roland. Duke, Duke. Duke. Sir Duke Lincoln. Well, it's that season again. In case you didn't know, Ursa Majors are taking nominations, as are Coyotes. And, and you can nominate Fangs and Fawns <laughs> under the magazine category. Yes. Which is a really strange category for us to be in, but I digress. Why are we in the magazine? I assume it's because it's like a serialized kind of we're in, weekly, bi weekly. We're an auditory magazine. So, go nominate us. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> Oh, Welcome back. Well, you're for at President it. 2016. <laughs> While you're at it, nominate for a Writer's Guild for Best <laughs> Website. There's all these stories. You could vote for my book. <laughs> Anyways. Seriously, though. Seriously. Um, I almost won one last year. No, you won a coyote instead. Yeah. Sean's still bitter. <laughs> Good for him. Well, he asked me some stuff today about a book that... We had both mutually read, and I'm like, honey, it has been forever. I would have to read it again to help you. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go bug the author then. But, yeah, no, and I will say having a book anthology nominated in the Ursa Majors was uh, kind of a roller coaster fun ride. And I forget who I got. So before that happened, what did you think about literary awards? I always thought they were something that were interesting. I always kind of perked my ears whenever there was one. Um, one I follow that doesn't really have anything to it is the Goodreads. Every year they do Best Books of the Year award in certain categories. And every year I nominate furry, or furry books just for the sake of doing it. I'm probably the only one, but eh. But they were always something where I didn't think I ever had a chance. I don't didn't think that anything I had ever written would or put together would be up there. 
And then it just so happened that I did Abandoned Places and suddenly it was like, oh, here's something that I'm really proud of. Let's see what happens. And I got second place. So, Did you? Yeah. And you actually got to see the votes? Yeah, they actually had the tally marks. I was actually, it was very close, which was cool, kind of nice. It also gave me a... What did win? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this was last year? Yeah. yeah. The thing the thing that I thought was interesting is because having something in it made me care about the Ursa Majors more and made me pay more attention on to how their voting system works because they have that number one, number two, number three when you vote. Mm-hmm. And that actually plays a part in how votes are tallied in the finals. Um, and it's just like the Coyotes. The Coyotes, which I won, won last year for Abandoned Places... Um, it was something that I, again, never really had paid a lot of attention to. Um, it was just something that I never thought I would be nominated for, let alone win one. But I'll tell you, winning one was one of the most amazing things I could have had happen to me. And I was extremely thankful. And, yeah, I mean, I had issues walking up to the stage that hopefully no one noticed. Ah, Black Sad beat you. Wow. I like that episode, too. Or that book. I might have voted for it. I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my take on it. What about you guys? Do you guys pay any attention to, like, any literary awards? I pay attention now that I have things that should be nominated. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I've never spent a great deal of time looking into any of the any to the into any of the awards going on. Mostly because they've had no relevance for me. Um, you know, looking at Fangs and Fonts being on the recommended list for the Ursa Majors. And I mean, like, it would be... It's one of those, I think, things that's sort of a nice to have, but <clears throat> my yearly goals are not based off of winning some sort of award, so I've never really paid attention if, to it past that. If you see, like, a literary award thing on... You know, be a good read or some like a Twitter or feed or something where it's like this such and such a book won this award. <clears throat> Does it make you want to read it more? I, I think there's some hesitation for some people to read certain materials because they're not aware of what the quality is. If something's nominated or if some like e- even if something's nominated and especially if they win, then people are going to be more likely to pick it up and and read it or watch mm-hmm. it. Or any of that. There, there's there's some merit to having an award structure, um, you know, for some of the otherwise lesser known works. That may or may may not be the case when when nominating uh, works or or pieces of fiction. But I think all the same, it does allow people to look at something and go, "Well, maybe this is worth looking into." I think it's important. I don't know. It probably matters to the person who wins it. Um, I know I tried to pay attention to the Coyotes last year. I wasn't able to read everything that was nominated, but um, so it was, yeah, very good. Um, I, I guess I would be saying, uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't 100% not paid attention, but for the majority, I've never really paid attention to award ceremonies of any way, shape, or form. Furry, non-furry, books, movies, I could give two shits less in the most part. This movie won an award for this and this and this! 
So, what's it about? Well, it's about something that you have no interest in. Then why do I care? I just, I don't know. I don't think that an award makes or breaks something. I mean, as you said, it's important to the people who win them, which I'm not poo-pooing that at all. I, I, I think it's important for the people who win those awards. I just, I've never been in a position to win an award, I think, at all in my life. And so I haven't really garnered that drive or that attention to them. But that doesn't make me any less happy when someone I know win one, wins one. Yeah, like, I honestly do not give a crap about Oscars and Emmys and that. And everyone loves to, they're always like, are you watching the Academy Awards? I'm like, no, I never do. And then I really like, don't care. <laughs> if is it a good movie, should I watch it? I guess I'll just watch the movie. I don't care if it won an award. But when it's something like, well, for us specifically, like the Ursas and the Coyotes, like, this is something that can actually involve us and is people that we know. And so it, it does become something more personal and... Yeah, I, I care a little bit about that. I have debates about the way they're run or if they're how we should be running things, but or the validity of the contest yeah, like itself. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that's come up time and time again. <clears throat> I do not have a perfect solution either. So no, exactly. I don't have a solution, so I just shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, I don't really pay attention to a lot of the movie awards and what that as well, except when something that normally wouldn't win wins like say they have the movie awards and star wars force awakens wins an award on one hand it's like that's amazing second of all you got to take into account that usually sci-fi films usually horror films usually fantasy films don't ever win awards sometimes they'll win awards for musical score or things like that but generally they don't win awards so when something like no, that, they've got to be moody and emotional and yeah, when something unusual wins, it's like, oh, well, that means they put... I mean, they've had to do that much more work to get it to win. Um, one interesting thing was, is anyone who follows my reviews knows that I absolutely love the book um, School of Good and Evil. When Goodreads did their Best Books of the Year award, it actually won um, the Youth Award for you know young YA books. And I was so invested watching it going from, you know, nominations to so-and-so to semifinals to finals. As it goes in the way, and I voted for it each step of the way. And when it won, because it was a book that I absolutely loved, that I absolutely thought was amazing writing. You know, it's it was nice to see that happen. I mean, it's not like the Coyotes or the Ursas where these are my friends. But still, it's something that I've invested time and love into. And I was it was kind of weird in a way to be so involved in a book that I had nothing to do with <laughs> and no investment other than the fact that I read it. Um, yeah, to, to sort of mirror what's already been said, <clears throat> um, it's a lot easier to care about something like the Coyotes or the Orson Majors because we already know a lot of the people that are... Excuse me. Because we already know a lot of the people that have been nominated or that have produced these works and there's a good chance... You've even worked on some of them if you're part of the writing community. Um, you see sort of a similar phenomenon happen when you have, um, like, just look at Undertale for a second and how much traction that has gained. And that were that to be, and it may have even been, for all I know, nominated for some of the more major 
awards for for like games and storytelling and all that you there's a lot more of a connection there because it's not some large company with millions of dollars creating this cookie cutter movie that you've seen time and time again that people are just so enthralled with and you actually get to see that progression from somebody being just somebody that you would likely run into on the bus you know in the same maybe at the same con actually have something nominated for those awards and uh it, it gives it some sort of relevancy i have to say that like although winning the award is probably the best i think just being nominated is in its <clears throat> own because being nominated is extremely flattering yeah, because when you think about it, if you look at the awards and and you look before someone's won, you see all the nominations. And all of those, like, despite who wins, um, everybody else still, you'll, 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 or if you're looking to see who's going to win, you're probably going to be interested in that. We've taken all of them and condensed them down to four and five. Yeah. So you may not win, and although second place is never that fun... The, like it's this is psychological. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's sil- silver medal syndrome. Yeah, you know. Um, still, the fact that you were in that nomination means a lot, right? Because, um, like with coyotes and that, um, and I think Hugo's are the same. Is that when they say these are the nominations, you have X amount of time to vote. People go and go. Ooh, I should read these because they're obviously very good, and I'd like to choose one. Um, you don't get to do that for films because we don't pick them. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the people who do watch the films. One would hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, what sort of impact or relevancy do we feel that the Ursa Majors, the Kyolos, and <clears throat> any other awards that we have in the furry fandom have on the fandom? Well, I think it's, well, as Ocean said, it kind of streamlines it. I know uh, For Planet has the uh, Ursa Major Awards anthology, where it's short stories that have won the Ursa Major put into its own anthology. Well, that, that was what Fred Patton did. Yeah. Right? But it's it's a nice concept. It's something that you can look at and go, you know, if you've never read these stories before, to pick it up and be like, okay, here's all the stories that were in the Ursa Major. You know, these all won. Hey, this would be a good read. These are going to be the creme de la creme of... The short thing stories to watch out for and that's something that you can sit there and turn to maybe a non-fur or your family and go hey you want to read some fiction here's the book though that that quality has changed a lot over the years from what i've seen like one of the earliest ones was kyle's uh vol right yeah and from what i've seen and from what others have said it really hasn't held up over time like his, his works today are much better mm-hmm but at the time, that was one of the best. Well, and that goes to, I mean, you look at most of the furry writing and, I mean, and to some degree, even the artwork. And mm-hmm. you're, I mean, and fursuits, for sure, fursuits. <laughs> yep. But, like, the ones that started in the beginning of the fandom or the early areas of the fandom, they were very much more, here's a talking animal in a science fiction-esque story. Mm-hmm. And there was only a couple writers. They were the ones producing work, be it in zines or, you know, whatever. And now we have 
an overabundance of writers who are getting into it. We have organizations like the Furry Writers Guild, which is helping the writers to find their feet, find their markets, and get break, you know, hit the ground running, as opposed to just slogging through and getting published in some unknown zine across the, you know, on the other side of the world and trying to get noticed. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, it creates this competitive market, and it, you know, it forces those who were already writing to in the beginning to write better if they haven't improved. But at least it takes, you know, they kind of realize that there's these other up-and-coming authors. And, you know, it's a matter of everyone has to grow and everyone has to advance. And in doing so, the furry fiction is advancing and growing with it. Two things. One, is there actually any awards for fursuits? I don't think so. I know so. there's fursuit battle or whatever, that voting thing, but I don't know if there's actual... Um, interesting. I wonder if they could use one. We could probably get type back to that later. But... Um, the other thing I've noticed is, like you said, at the beginning, it was more like, well, here's a story that has an anthropomorphic character. Yeah. And then I think we kind of moved from there. We had enough that we could sustain our own. Occasionally, you still get filters in from mess from outside the bubble. Yeah. But, um, so we'd be, it was more nominating our own, but now I see again, we're starting to merge the two again. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look, here's one who isn't really saying they're writing for here, but they wrote a what we would consider an anthropomorphic story, and we can hold it up against someone who wrote it specifically for In the Bubble. And we've kind of merged the two together, which is actually kind of neat when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it shows growth and learning and expansion. So, I think if you consider, like Charles mentioning, some of the much older works, remember the <clears throat> bar that those particular works set. <laughs> The the artwork was a lot less defined than it is now. The writing was a lot more sparse than it is now. And the furry fandom is still growing, but we've come a long way from the mid-90s mm-hmm. when all the BBS groups and the fandom was just sort of starting to, to kick in. So I, I do think that the, the awards give us a standard to hold ourselves up to. We, we have the people that may excel a little bit more than others in these awards, and I feel like that, to a point, does encourage people to get better, to write better, to draw better, etc. Um, where Ocean's talking with the crossover, you run into things like voting Zootopia for oh. best anything, really. Voting their, yeah. As we their, were talking earlier... Um, it's not nominated yet, but already on the recommended uh, list for short drama are every single three one of, of them. the trailers for Zootopia, and this has brought a lot of like we see. What, what was it last year? Two years, Frozen won the award for best yeah, movie for having a moose. I think caribou. Or, or, caribou. No, no, it was the snowman. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somehow Olaf. He's an anthropomorphic. He's just not a furry uh, one. Uh, anth- yeah. But either way, there was something in that movie that got it nominated and it won, and there was a lot of people going... The fuck? Why, why, why are things like this winning? Um, Disney obviously doesn't care. Yeah. Well, this, this goes it. back to... Um, I don't know if you guys have seen... I, th- I think you've seen it over at Tal's. Um, Yan bought it, but the furry film that has all of... Um, Bitter Lake. Bitter Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, what's this? Uh, Bitter Lake was a 
uh, Fox and Moore did the soundtrack, <clears throat> and it was a a movie with done with fursuits. Okay. And it's um, Clockwork Creatures fursuits. Oh, yeah. So yeah, really very well, good. very good quality. Really quality. They had their set. They had everything. They had their soundtrack. The visuals were nice. It, it, it was very good. The writing's a little bit harder to follow, mostly because they're fursuits, so they don't emote. Yeah. So it was, it was hard to stay invested. Yeah. It, it was really dry. It was dry. very dry. But the thing is, is that... effort. It was an effort. But... But still pretty high production value for what we're used to, which is pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So the thing is, is like when you have something like that going up against, say, Frozen or Zootopia or mm. whatever, what chance do they have to win? None. Because people are going to sit there and look at, you know, Disney's Robin Hood, Zootopia, mm-hmm. anything that's got anthropomorphic characters that are non-furry and go, wow, this is amazing works. They've got, you know, sure it's not you know, marketed for furries or done by, say, a whole group of furries. It was designed for, as you stated, outside of the bubble. Here's some of the recommended motion pictures this year is um, The Good Dinosaur. I think that fits. Um, Hotel Transylvania 2. Werewolves. Yeah, Yeah, werewolves. But they're not the... Anyway. Inside Out. No. No. That's... The emotions are anthropomorphics, technically? I don't know. Like, that's a weird one. We go, mm. we have the Lion Guard, obviously. Makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just Lion King 3.0. You just don't like the cheetah. Nope. Look, I, like, <laughs> uh, Minions. What? Minions is on the list. So what, because they're anthropomorphic yeah. desserts? I don't know. It's like, that's that's the thing. is like And Shaun the Sheep. Yeah, go Shaun the Sheep. Force Awakens. Mm. Wookiees? No. Oh, Wookiee? BB-8? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. No. See, all I saw was Chewbacca but, in that movie, but from what I remember. But. But, but that's the thing, is if you did Bitter Lake 2, and it yeah. was going up against those... It would be ignored. Hell, going but, up against Star Wars? What I, chance does it have? It but, doesn't. Like, that, that makes... Now, take it back to where we were talking about in the books, how we've had, like, remember Kyoto's last year? There was, like, Ursa Vernon, who... You know, she sells at cons and that, but she's not marketing two furries. One won the award for her jackalope wise. And then, like, if you have another author who's, say, even further from her, who doesn't go to cons, mm-hmm. who doesn't communicate with the fandom, but we really like their book and they got one, are we going to be rabble, rabble, no one here has a chance? It, or do we do we recognize they're like they wrote a really good book that we really liked? It was not written for us. Well, they're but it would fit I in think, our genre that we write for, and these awards are for. And uh, but see, that's the thing is, I think if it fit within the genre, as in like it was actually anthropomorphs, or you had a huge selection of anthropomorphs, then that's fine. I'm just saying. Force like Force Awakens yeah. or Inside. Like where, where do you draw the line? Is is the question, and it's it's ultimately because it's. Uh, I, I think I'm just gonna say it, it's it, it's well because it's public voting really because all you need is an email. Yeah. Anyone can vote. It's up to the people, quote unquote, to decide where the line stays. But then are the people, quote unquote, again, are they voting for what they think is the best representation of an anthropomorphic? Uh, media, or are they just voting for what they liked? It, when you get things like Frozen in there, I think you're no. 
I, the second I one? think there needs to be one a better definition on <clears throat> what constitutes an anthropomorphic being because we are the furry fandom I, I think it's a bit of malarkey to say minions are these anthropomorphic things that qualify because they're anthropomorphic, quote-unquote. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do know of a fur that was shown to me years and years and years ago. Their fursona is an anthropomorphic plane. Oh, God. I, I've seen many of those. <laughs> now we're just talking like about trans, trans furryism. Um, here, I'm just going to off the front page. And we're not trying to rip into Ursa Majors. We're just discussing and critiquing and looking into this deeper. Um... The Ursa Major Award is pres presented annually for excellence in the furry arts. It is intended as anthropomorphic, aka furry, fandoms equivalent to the Hugo Awards, um, uh, presented by the World Science Fiction Society, Mystery Fandoms, Anthony Award, Horror Fandoms, Bram Stoker Award, and so forth. Like I think, I think we fit those candidates for for so, a lot of our literature. I think the biggest complaint usually comes for things like. Like movies. Mm -hmm. you, you start walking on thin ice when you try to define what is furry, what is not furry, and mm -hmm. I don't know. Again, I, just, I, th I think we need to draw the line at, like, multi-million dollar movies at the very least. Because... Okay, so what, you what don't is, think Zootopia should win next year like it's going to? It's going to. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. But, but what does hope. Disney Do you care? think it should? No. No. Why not? I well, think it's I think it's perfectly I, valid and it's going to win and it's perfectly justified okay, so in it winning. I, you, you, I, I have to preface by saying that I can't speak for the Ursa Majors or the Coyotes or anything no. like that. This is by furries for furries and the furries can vote for whatever they want. But what I feel like the Ursa Majors really should be or what I feel like it was intended to be was this way of recognizing talent within the fandom. And we're not doing that by nominating a Disney film for best anthropomorphic picture for the Ursa Majors. I've gotten... In, as as anyone who follows my Twitter knows, I've gotten into kind of a huge debate in regards to this. Um, I agree with your statement. I think as far as things outside of the fandom go, it's probably one of the better ones that could win an Ursa Major because it is... They actually, Furry. their They're, first teaser trailer was defining anthropomorphic. It's better than Minions winning yes, anything. That's th that's where I start having issues is things mm -hmm. like Minions, The Force Awakens. So, I, so I have so less forth. of an issue with Zootopia winning than something else like Frozen because of an anthropomorphic snowman. Let's see, I, I kind of go back to disagreeing. I, I Then we have to start defining what counts as in the fandom. <laughs> Which is why I prefaced very specifically... That we start walking on thin ice when defining what is furry. Yes, but, and, but you've already defiantly stated that no, you disagree with Zootopia if they win the award next year. Because they are multi-million dollar Disney, Disney doesn't need anything. I, I don't see the value in us nominating a multi-million dollar Disney film. Okay, so what if, um, what, what if it was a book? What if, not Disney, say J.K. Rowling's wrote What if the, we nominated Redwall? Yeah. What if Red Haven't Wall, we nominated Red whatever Wall? the newest newest book craze Maybe. comes out next this year, and it's like Red yeah. Wall what if, two Yeah, what if Harry Potter because Dobby? Exactly. Oh God. Now should they not be winning because they just wrote a mass massive mainstream book that really appeases to our fandom, but they're not saying they're one of us. Now, no, no, mind no. you, I 
specifically. I, I also don't I, like going one of us and all that, so don't worry. No, no, and but granted, it's hard to say because before Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling was not some blockbuster hit. No, that wasn't the case, and so if that happens to be nominated for for whatever reason for the Ursa Majors of the Coyotes, then. I guess. Is there a difference between if the author is already well-known and built up versus someone this, that breaks out? This sort of comes back to my comment about Undertale, where it started out as something very small. Mm-hmm. It was created by one guy who had made plenty of games before and was never recognized for it. It's huge now. There's no doubt in my mind that it would probably win an Ursa Major this year. And Have you voted? That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, and... I would be fine with that, but yeah, it, it is a very vague, very thin line to say that's okay because he wasn't recognized, but next year it won't be okay because now he's famous. That's what I'm asking. So is it okay? I, like, yeah, I, I don't see a line. I think it should just be the same. I, I, I don't think we can be the I, indie club. I, I, won't, I won't say that Zootopia can't... Films like Zootopia or like Undertale can't be voted for the Ursa Majors. But I don't see the value in nominating a company that has been well-established for probably close to 100 years now. I, I don't see why it matters. And Why should it matter? Well, we're doing successful. I guess we don't need to need to do awards. And as, probably as, not, I, but as I mentioned, still... like, how does it benefit the fandom to take the Ursa Majors and go, Here, Disney, have our Piddly Award. So... I'm sure they get awards for other things. I'm sure other people get awards for other things. That all sit on the same dusty shelf in their closet. So we should just give it to only people who it matters? Like, isn't I that didn't the same say as, matters. Well, this is what you're going at. We missed it's, you, Roland. It's not. Okay, then. Like, like this, I, I don't this, see the difference besides giving it to Toby Fox or giving it to Disney. One's now recognized, one's been around for a while. What if they both are creating something that the fandom is totally loving positively? Why should we care if they've been doing it forever or they just made it out? I'll just say I would absolutely despise to have anything of mine even remotely put up against that next year. Like, just don't even bother. Well, it's... like, I'm like okay, last okay. year, Black Sad versus Abandoned Places. One of these is sold in mainstream markets. One of these I can go into a bookstore anywhere yeah. yep. and probably okay. find. Here, here's... And, uh, let me finish. Okay. And Black Sad is an old Disney animator. Okay. <laughs> or uh, illustrator. But, okay, so here's the problem that I see. And you, you actually reminded me when you mentioned Charles' work against Black Sad. Mm-hmm. Is that it's, it's akin to putting a lightweight boxer up against a heavyweight boxer... There's just there's no real competition there. So you imagine a movie like Zootopia going up against um, Bitter Lake. Bitter Lake, exactly. And where's the competition there? It's like taking candy from a baby. There's there's no real sense of competition there. Once that's been nominated, there's no chance. And I don't know. That just seems unfair for something that is bred and regulated by the fandom. We nominate these things, and what kind of a chance does somebody who wrote Abandon, In Abandoned Places versus 
some like Brian Jacks writing Redwall. Well, that goes right back to the Toby Fox thing. What chance does some little guy who had a $5,000 Kickstarter have with a plinky little game that is actually now competing against triple A well, games that cost what 30 million, 300 million to his 30,000 and mm-hmm. he's up there at the top. No, and see here should, like, should we just tell everybody Oh, no, no, triple A games. You guys well, are great okay, already. Let, let me We're going to let the Indian Let me guys. finish though. Okay. Um, because yes, with Toby Fox, like now he is famous, and I feel like there's a window. The <laughs> it, so he's just, not allowed to win you, anything. You're, for you're, a, you're asking me why, and I'm explaining. Um, I feel like there's a bit of a window here because now anything else that Toby Fox makes is going to be held to higher scrutinized or held to higher expectations, but it's also going to be a lot more widely noticed. And a lot more widely accepted. People are going to take that, go, oh, this was made by Toby Fox, the creator of Undertale. Let's give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And that puts him in a different category from when he first created Undertale. And it's hard to quantify that. Yes, I agree. But it's unfair to say, oh, well, we're going to pit Toby Fox against any one of us, really. Now, one thing I will say, looking, so I found the vote count. For the Ursa Matrix, where I went up against Black Side. I also went up against artists celebrating 30 years of uh, yeah. Usagi Furry, The Furry Writers Guild and. Uh, Five Fortunes. Five Usagi Ojibo right. is another great example. Yeah. So, Abandoned Places, 120 votes, number one. Mm-hmm. Black Side, 113 votes, number one. So, technically, in that. I Those nominations? Or? No, this is the final vote. No. How much did you lose out by? Like 10? I no no no. I had 120 oh. a total. I lost out by 39 votes because the That's second a lot closer than I would have expected. The second votes, second second place votes. I got 64. Blackside got 103. That's where they kicked my butt. And then three, I got 73. Blackside got 55. So total votes 257 for me. 271. For Black Sad, which goes to a score of 600 versus 561. I still beat out the other three. Um, not much. Uh, by six, seven votes for Usagi. But still, that's... I mean, looking at that, it, it as you have put it, going up against the heavyweight boxer, I mean, it's not impossible, mm. but at the same point, it's I went There's... a lot closer than I thought I would. See, I, I think also, because we, we like to compare the movie category, because it's very hard to compete in the movie category. Right. And I, I do, I give you, Disney has everything they need to make fantastic large-scale movies. Well, if any of us want to do a movie, and a full-length movie, I should put that, not a short animated one, because that's another category. Yeah. Like, it's very hard to do that. Well, it's even putting together Bitter Lake, like you look at their, after yeah. the production stuff to it, I mean, it's a short movie, but how many furries do you ha- know that can get together and put together a full-length feature that... What's um, to say that it can't, that we can't put one together and make it compete, though? I think we can. You, you can. It, it's a lot of work. <clears throat> uh, you know, for the similar reason that there aren't a lot of animators in the fandom. It requires an enormous amount of effort. Like, we're already going on the assumption that Zootopia is winning next year. I'm sure. I don't think that's an unfair assumption. No, no, I, I completely agree. Now, if you look at, if we go back to the video game argument, if you look at, at the beginning of last year, 
already knowing what titles were coming out, like, you know, Batman and Fallout and Witch Hunter and all these other games that I've heard that all came out, people were looking already at those to be the greatest games. And then Undertale comes out of nowhere and is just blowing everyone away. We, we can Was have Undertale that too. even nominated for any of those awards, though? It, I, yes. Were they? Okay. Yes. I, I don't pay attention to them. I don't know if it won. I know that it was mentioned at many of these awards. Like I said, it was competing in categories that were triple A, which is amazing for a little indie game to be able to do. But when I think this is where we have to come together as, as you know, a people who this awards are supposed to represent and decide, you know. See, there, there's a much larger reward at the expense of a much larger risk so i mean granted a, a game like undertale going up against the heavyweights and winning even some categories is amazing there i mean i think we're looking if, at two different viewpoints honestly it, I, it's i mean i mean it's hard to say because you know imagine somebody did put out a movie and it beat the furry's expectations of what Zootopia is and ends up winning the Ursa Majors. That would be amazing to think that that many people think that your work is better than Zootopia. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, it doesn't seem fair to bring Zootopia down to our level to compete with the rest of the Ursa Majors as opposed to bringing that work up to compete with Zootopia on their level. Well, like, there's like Kyle used to win all the awards until he went stop. Uh, let's let some other people. Yep. I'm sure we could also go stop. Let's not let Disney win anymore. But then you also have to compete with DreamWorks and everybody else. And again, you have to find a line. Mm-hmm. But I think if you take the movie category, since it seems to be the most skewed against the fandom, because nobody can really compete in that, and you start looking at the other categories, you start to actually see where we are able to compete with some mainstream, where we're actually able to go, hey, look, I made this book. Somebody else made this book. Like, again, Black, Sad, and Abandoned Places. And we can go, they're both really good. Yeah. yeah. And we as writers, I feel, don't have that particular hurdle. Like, look look at Furry Force, which won last year. Yep. I I saw that for the (laughs) best anthropomorphic dramatic short work. When they were nominated, they made a video for YouTube going, hey, wow, we're actually nominated for this. You guys should go vote for us. (laughs) See, did you expect them to do that? Did you expect them to even notice that that they were nominated? That's not something I would have expected in the slightest, which is great. Like that's the sort, but that's also the sort of publicity that you can't predict. Yeah, and they're like they're college humor. They have more money than most of us are going to be able to put towards something. But they're Should also we... college humor. Who are like, hey, these furry fuckers <laughs> are nominating <laughs> us. If we mirror that against the Disney argument, they're going to have a larger budget, more talented people, a larger workforce to mm-hmm. push something towards. Should we also go? Well, we can't include them because we can't keep up with that. Even though. They in, they embraced the award. They were excited they were nominated. They probably were so happy they won. I don't know if I saw any follow-up on that, but to, if they were happy enough to make a video, just say, look, we're nominated, come vote for us. And here's a, like, to, if you were to come at it from what I've been saying this entire time, yes, they would be excluded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't follow but my folks. It's a, like I said, I also said it's a very vague line. It's really hard to say which ones are well, that's deserving. That's what we've both been saying. <laughs> I know, but like, 
What's the point of giving an award to a company that's not even going to recognize it? How do you know they're not going to recognize it other than the fact that they haven't didn't recognize the last one? Did, like, like, like I said, with furry I don't know. force. Did Disney sort of gone on the record for not hiring furries? So uh, there's that. That has popped in my head a few times, but eh, I, never I mean, it's. There's, we know that's furries a, who have and call, are working college humor, for Disney. College humor probably had a furry on the team going, look at all this weird shit we do, and they made a video look of it. Look at me, look at me, look now, at me. Now that said, there's probably incognito furries working on there's Zootopia. There certainly are. But well, um, they, they tried to get the animators for the to be the guests at AC this year. And I heard the reason that they couldn't was because one of them just had a new baby, and so they've even told Disney, like, I'm taking a year of paternity leave. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's next year's AC guess. That would be super cool. Okay, but they can't win an award. <laughs> they can come to our con. They can't have the award. They can participate uh, I, on a physical <laughs> level. Again, I, it, it's the whole heavyweight versus lightweight category. But that, that's what thing. I'm trying to say is that, yes, it is much harder for us to compete against that. But... Other, if we if we take the outlier that I am seeing, which is the movies, and look at the other works, I think we can compete against them. Well, I think it's because we are competing against them, and furry books are winning versus other yeah. works. And when I read the description of what it was, they're supposed to match the literary awards. They have all these other categories, which you know, sorry, we are a visual fandom, so these things make sense. But we're still, it's it's always been there to recognize literary awards. I mean. There's no reason why, say, something like Redwall is not on our level. And quite frankly, if you wrote a novel that beat out Redwall, how good would you feel? Yeah, and that's exactly risk versus reward. I would feel amazing if somebody is like, I like your book better than Redwall. But this, but, and this, again, this goes back to, like, I agree with Ocean. I think the, the movie side of it is heavily skewed, um, which is where most of my anger towards it comes. Mostly because we have nothing to compete with. But you come into the novel section of it, and, you know, it's... At one point, I used to believe that, and this was one of the major sticking points for my argument, and I've thought about it and thought about it after some of the conversations on Twitter, but um, tagging something as furry that is written by a non-fur used to kind of irk me, because we're taking people's works that are not furry by their own definition and we're calling them furry and i don't know who the author is because i have to go back in the twitter conversations but apparently one fairly well-known author said it's really funny that this fandom believes that they can take works and label them as their own when they're not and that's kind of you know that's kind of insulting and kind of hurtful but the fact is is i think it goes with kind of just furry in itself is kind of hard to define at certain points well the guy sounds like an egotist to say that a fandom can't consider something within the fandom because that doesn't well, automatically well, label that, it that's like saying like we like your work because we find it it relates to us and our fandom and going well it shouldn't uh, yeah i like these the i like these furry animal people in your story well, well you suck there's andrew i think his name is andrew swan who wrote the monroe series he wrote four books they're all about anthropomorphic... Well, the first and the last one are about an anthropomorphic tiger. And it's a science oh, fiction yeah. book. And I have one of his books. I have all four if you want to borrow the rest. I Maybe when I start reading them. Um, but the thing is, is when I discovered him way back when, when I was 
getting back into the furry fandom, and I came across a blog post he had done back on my 386, <laughs> where he said, you know, hey, I've just been noticed that there's these people, I'm getting a lot of these emails from these people called furries who really love my book. Here's a blurb about furries. They like this and whatever. And I'm feeling really honored that these people are so, in, like, they enjoy my book so much. And mm-hmm. whereas in that one author I just mentioned with his egotistical statement, this author turned around and said, hey, these guys are awesome. I like these guys because they love my work. Maybe yeah, the but- Ursa Majors could even be limited to, like, not corporations, like individuals' works or... Or something to that effect, so that a story by this particular Disney animator can be nominated, but not this film by Disney. Or we can transition to the Coyotes, which are a little more like that. But before that, I want to say, um, yeah, I've seen I've seen people go, oh, these people like my stuff, and just reject them, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense to me. And then I've seen the ones that go, oh, this total demographic likes my stuff, and I didn't know they exist. I can sell to them and appease them more. Well, and I like, mean, and that's how we're, as you were said earlier, we're getting the people who are bleeding into the fandom mm-hmm. and are, you know, suddenly going, hey, this is a market that I can sell in. This is great. Um, one of the things I thought was really interesting is when I sent into Horror Tree the call for subs for the next, the sci-fi furry horror anthology, the response I got from the guy was, hey, you know, this is a bit under what we normally do for payment-wise, but I know a lot of people that watch our thing who will love to write for this, so mm-hmm. I'm going to put it up. Nice. And I went th- and I looked at it and went, this is a non-furry market, and you know a bunch of people who want to write anthropomorphic science fiction horror? What the hell? <laughs> How is this even possible? Well, look at Mary, who, who then, this is the second year she's doing Roar. She keeps promoting it on a mainstream basis yep. and is getting almost like a hundred submissions for an anthology. Well, I was surprised to find that the call that I put on Horror Tree went out to a whole bunch of other call for sites like science fiction and horror both. And these are just people who came across it and they said, hey, it's a market. Let's promote yeah. it. And I'm just like, you got like, but I mean, part of it is also the way that I presented it because I didn't present it as furry. The only thing that's furry is that it's fur linked to fur planet and you know things like that. Otherwise, it's just anthropomorphic animals. I like. I think we we need to keep pushing past the bubble. And again, I used my finger quotes there because <laughs> it's something that you can definitely notice is around there. Is that we're just publishing amongst ourselves, never looking outside, mm-hmm. and not thinking that people can look in. But that's completely wrong, you know. We're, we're, we're missing we're missing a huge target. I, I think part of it's just because we as a fandom have been stung so many times by people looking in and for for here's a perfect example. This was in the paper two days ago. article in the Calgary Sun about the fact that Tony the Tiger has been getting oh, yeah. sexually harassing tweets. And basically, finally to the point where the person who runs the thing had to make a comment about keeping it for cubs, which just, I think, would have opened a whole can of worms. But the point was, is that they go, yep, the people doing this are furries. They are people who like anthropomorphic animals and like to dress up with them and have sex in their costume. 
That was the definition of furry. Right there. Two sentences and one of them is about sex. So... <clears throat> the well, coming back to the whole furry bubble thing and not the Tony Tiger thing, um, is that I think a lot of authors relatively recently have been realizing that furry is not their their be-all and that they have been trying to, to expand, which it does give a little credence to giving the award to people outside of the fandom, but it's... But then what, it's, again, it's, what qualifies you as in and out? Uh, I, I know one of the bigger complaints about the Ursas is that anyone can log in and anyone can vote, and so it does become a bit of a popularity contest. If I can tell more people to vote for my book rather than you have people actually read your book and vote for it, then it's kind of skewed that way. I don't think there's a solution to that that I can think of because, again... Yes, there is. What? Pick what? a line from the book. A, B, C, or D. Why? Mm-hmm. But then so most I, people what, aren't going to be able to... What if I borrow the book? Oh, fair enough. Why, I have to go find the line in the book? Do you remember? I don't remember every line in the book. All right. Right. Um, like, what I was going to say... The, the thing is, is that we want it to be voted on by our group of fandom, but you can't define that. Mm-hmm. There are people that say they're part of the fandom and... Some people, they don't, like, everyone has a different criteria for what it puts you in, but all it really is is you can say you're in it, you're out it, you're a friend of it. So there's okay. no real way to do that unless you get some sort of committee, like with the Oscars, or in our case, we have the Coyotes. Yeah. Where if you want to vote for a Coyote, you have to be a Furry Writers Guild member, and to be a member, you have to meet the qualifications to be a member. So, so, do you think that nominating outside works is a precursor, quote-unquote, outside works, mm-hmm. is a precursor to expanding the fandom and expanding our our subgenre of, of works? Yes. Okay. Um, like, uh, what were the, no- let me double-check the nominations for the titles last year, because uh, I want to use them as an example. Off the Beaten Path, The Bees... The Bees, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Because The Bees was nominated, and that writer is specifically not... Yeah, Laleen Paul? Yep. And I don't believe Adam Roberts is either. Both of those people are non-furry. I'm going to use finger... I'm just using a lot of finger quotes. <laughs> I, I would Let's say, just assume every word has finger quotes. As far as I know, they are non-furry authors. But they were recognized for writing works that fall into the category of anthropomorphic works and were found to be of high quality as nominated by other furry authors and readers. I'm, I'm just not quite sure how us nominating people that aren't a part of the fandom or aren't explicitly a part of the fandom helps us move out of the fan, like out outwards. Okay. From how about bubble. this? Uh, when Ursa Vernon won her award last year, for Jackalope Wives, Apex, a mainstream sci-fi, because uh, that's what I believe it was published in, correct me if I'm wrong, um, actually started tweeting about it, going, look, uh, her story that was published in our magazine was recognized by this awards. This yep. group that probably no one has heard of before is being mentioned by one of the mainstream publishers for short stories, sci-fi. 
And that said, when I was looking up the trying to find out if any of the Redwall books have won a Nursa Major, I came across a science fiction award website that keeps track of science fiction awards. And they caught on that the Redwall animated series was dominated by the Ursa Majors. So this is a, here's all the science fiction awards and here's the Ursa Majors for yeah. These are still things that would be considered outside the fandom that are gaining recognition. Ursula's and... uh, story also won uh, a Nebula. And one other, I can't remember. I think it won three awards, Jack Love Wise, or at least two and nominated for a third. Okay, it, but Ursula so, was still a, a furry author at this point, correct? She's herself. I don't know what you consider her. She's at the very least fur-friendly. She's at AC with a booth. Okay. But she, I wouldn't call her... She She's published like, a few things. I don't know if she's even... Yeah, like she has Digger through Sofa Wolf. As far as I know, just... Well, almost a lot of her other works are not through furry publishers. Like, so. we're, we're bringing people into the fandom... Potentially, and having recognition there, but I'm are wondering how it, how it pushes people that are in the fandom outwards. Because the I, awards? You, right, you're talking about the awards recognizing things outside the fandom and how that's expanding our furry bubble, unless expanding our furry bubble is also bringing talent in. I think it's by virtue of the fact yeah. that they're receiving I, I think it's people realizing the that they'll say read at Jackalope Wives or something similar and go much like we've all had the conversation about doing where it's like oh I can write better than that or hey I have the story that's you know I think is on par with that I'm going to submit it outside the fandom I mean there's a lot of people and I've heard this time and time again at RF people going hey you know Kyle Gold is writing stuff outside the fandom. But the thing is, is they're doing that, like, Kyle Gold, not, you know, Kyle, Kyle Gold, but, like, just Kyle Gold. And they're going, hey, that means I can write out too, outside the fandom, too. They look at, like, Yan. They look at me and go, hey, like, Bahu, you know, Voice, Tarl wrote a story and is published alongside all these famous horror writers in this, you know, the horror anthology with the space vampires. What the hell? And it's like, well, yeah, because the editor thought my work was on par with theirs. I don't believe it is, but that's because I'm an artist and I don't believe my work carries the same amount of quality that other people do. But it, it happened. And people are being motivated by it. And say if you go back to the Coyotes and say Ursula was nominated but didn't win. And so Apex has already tweeted, like, look, she's nominated for an award. And other people go to look at what the awards are and they can look at the other things that are competing against her. What's to say they won't read those? The the Ursa Majors is definitely a good bit of recognition, but... This is this, the Coyotes. Sorry, the Coyotes. Um, but... Still, kind of to my point, is that this is this seems to be a great way for lesser-known authors to become known for for these particular works that have received Kyotos or Ursas or etc. But seem to be less valuable to the people that have already become well-established. Why is any award any less to any person? Do you want Maybe they become desensitized because it sounds like you want a rookie of the year. That that's honestly not what I'm 
getting at. But... Go back to novel last year. Rukas won. Okay, so Rukas, who's definitely an in-fandom writer, beat out two people who are non-fandom writers. Yeah, and, you know, I, granted, just... <sighs> I, so, do you, do you think that they're here, then, to foster... In, amongst our... We're going to go back to the bubble. Are they here just for us to use under the bubble to go, hey, you, this guy's was great, this guy's was great? Or can it also be used as a tool, like, what was it? When you and Mary had that argument about furry, mm-hmm. like, and you're like, we like to say anthropomorphic, and she's like, well, there's nothing wrong with furry. People are looking for furry books. Yeah. So if people are looking for furry awards, can't they go to look to Coyotes and find those works that are in the bubble to find out better things that they're looking to read, the cream of the crop, so to speak? It would certainly help with, with diversity and variety because you would get a chance to see stuff that you wouldn't normally otherwise, of course, outside the Fur Planet, Rabbit Valley, whatever tables. So, again, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm I'm just wondering about exposure for... And it, this isn't even about non-furry furry publishers. This is more or less about people that will uh, appreciate or benefit from the awards versus... Is that what the award's there for? It, that, that, that seems trite when I say it like that, and it is, but... See, w- the way I see it is that, well, if you want to knock out all the people who would not benefit from the award, it's almost like you're trying to give a pat on the back participation, like... Again, that's not there, what I'm saying, took the people and that's that, not that's what I That's how I'm mean. taking it, so I'm kind of I, I cannot. I definitely understand how you're taking it that direction, and that I definitely sound like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm just going to stop there. Because <laughs> I'm losing my points, but... You shouldn't have had that, that jello. You shouldn't have had that candy cane <laughs> jello shot. That's a good thing I'm doing. Do you have the Everclear stuff? No. Do you want the second one? <laughs> um, let's yes, wait till yes, after the does. podcast. Okay. No, I'm already doing such a... Well, I started out defending my points fine, and then I just kind of fell. Okay, then. I have two questions for the group. Um, one, do you think Ursa Majors and Coyotes are good for the fandom? Are they helping us? And two, I've already forgotten. <laughs> so, do you, well, I'll probably I, remember. I think, it's, so, I think it's great that we have these awards to recognize talent in or outside the fandom Mm -hmm. it's it's great that we have a bar for people to compare themselves to to go i can do better next year or wow i can't believe they compared my work to this or whatever yeah like do you do you feel honored that you know it was you and black sad there yeah it's looking as i said looking at it beforehand it was very much a case of like okay well look at these books that won maybe i'll pick them up next year but actually getting in getting nominated for one was a huge feeling and again as you were talking about i don't think you should devalue getting nominated but then follow-up question do you think if you had won would it matter to you if you could only win one and you already did win one would it matter if you won the coyote or the ursa or do you feel one has more merit I don't, because on one hand, the Ursa, it's it's the general public that's doing for it. I mean, sure, some of my family probably voted for it, 
Some of my friends probably voted for it. I don't know how many people read it, but, you know, people voted for it, and it's kind of a general look to it. But the Kyotl, what what made it important to me over, say, the Ursa, is that it's my peers. These are the people that I am essentially competing against with my works. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in the most positive way possible because these are the people that drive me to write they drive me to write and produce better works they're the people that when we started all of this and stated that we want the furry fandom to produce better works these are the people who are doing it and working towards that goal so having abandoned places win a coyote and to know that i mean my peers voted it for it to win is amazing and in my case, what made it even more amazing is it went up against the guild's own anthology and beat that, which is still surprises me because in my mind, there's no way in hell it should have happened. Because in my mind, the guild's anthology, I mean, it's everyone in the guild's works. It's the creme de la creme of the guild. Do you think people should participate in the awards? Or is it back to going, well, it doesn't really involve me? I think well, it only works with participation. Yeah, but, you know, okay, so um, this year, I don't know if any of my stories that I've written are good enough to be nominated for an Ursa, but I personally, biased opinion here, think that Inhuman Acts is good enough to be nominated. And I'm encouraging people to nominate it. Should I do that? Yes. Yes, Absolutely be like, please nominate my book, or should I just, you know, hey, if you liked it, you should nominate it. This dives into sort of another topic where writers and content creators also have to be their own form of marketing <laughs> where if you don't tell people about your works, no one is going to do it for you. So absolutely you need to go and tell people to, to nominate it. And, you know, provided if they're going to listen to you, they enjoyed it enough to nominate it. Like, I've told people to nominate things for things that I don't think they realize could be nominated. Like, again, yeah. the podcast can be nominated for magazine. A lot of people don't, probably don't know that. But, yeah, that's what category we fall under. The amazing, amazing art for Inhuman Acts done by Salin can actually be nominated for published illustration. And I encourage everyone who likes that cover, loves that cover, to do that. Because there's been a lot of positive feedback about that. But until I had gone through and looked through all the categories, I didn't even realize that that was a category, that the cover can be nominated for an award. And that makes me sad because it means I could have nominated Cappy and Silent Exactly. Rape. I just don't know if there's a point at where I'm like, here's all my stories. Make sure you nominate all my stories and all my things and all this stuff. So, like, how do I... I don't want to abuse the popularity contest. I don't want I, people to... You know what I mean? I think going... Here's a list of all of my pieces of work, not you know, and the category they fit in, nominate them, and posting everything of yours. Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of egotistical, and I think it's a bit kind of pushy. I think, because really, you should be nominating, saying, hey, look at these works that are the best that I think I have done. You should read them. Listing all of them include, it can include the best that you've written and the shittiest piece you've written. 
Whoop-dee-doo, it got published that year. Who friggin' cares? I want to know what the best works you think you mm-hmm. have written. Because those are t- really the ones that should win. Um, with Abandoned Places, I said, here's the list of the stories in the anthology. If you have time, read them. And I said, the anthology's open for voting. I mentioned it maybe a total of two, maybe three times on my social media sites. So Facebook, Twitter, um, Goodreads, wherever else, FA. And, you know, once when I was like, hey, nominate me, and then once, hey, voting starting, vote for me. But that was it. I didn't sit there and hound people. I didn't, and I think that's that's the key thing is make your statement, say, hey, you know, I've got, you know, in human acts, here's the stories in it, because you're really promoting those authors. And then go, and human acts is open for this award. So, you know, please vote for me if you enjoyed my work, you know, or you enjoy the works that are included. Because really, with anthologies, it's not just you who are winning it's everyone who's in the anthology who's winning Mm -hmm. that's why like what i've done is like hey look you can nominate saline's picture or um like well fangs and fonts i specifically went look if you like us if you've liked the podcast please nominate us yeah and i not nominate us just and then on furry writers guild i was like in human acts you can do it for the cover these are all the stories within it which are eligible um, you can vote for the podcast. These are the stories that I have written that are nominable. And don't forget to vote for Furry Writers Guild for Best Website. Yeah. And that's really, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you really need to do. I mean, I posted to my general Facebook thread and said, hey, my Abandoned Places is up for an Ursa Major if you like my work. If, or if you want to support me, go vote. That's why I said some of my friends, non for family and non for friends, probably went and voted for it. Mm-hmm. And that's just a way of supporting me. Yeah. But then, yeah. So, but all in all, the awards are a good thing for us to have? I think they're a very good thing for us to have. I think they are. I think they promote the works that are being produced. I think they give a starting point. Um, as much as I may not have seen eye to eye, the statement that you know it gives something for people to who are interested in furry fiction to look at something for them to look at as a starting point i think is a good thing i mean if you're coming into the fandom you like to read and you know you are looking for a place to start the winners of the ursa major are Mm -hmm. a pretty damn good place to start so the the awards that we do have in the furry fandom i think are very important and you know, for letting new people in the fandom know what quality works are out, or letting old people in the fandom know what new things they can they can look at. I also greatly appreciate the time and dedication that these people have mm-hmm. to put these on in the first place. Oh yeah, very much There's so. There's no gain for them, really, aside from furthering the the furry genre, which I appreciate greatly. Honestly, I love seeing Daniel Loud in his moose antlers singing for <laughs> it is cute yeah like best it, award show it's great down. yeah and no their, that was amazing their dedication to it should not be overlooked i guess an aspect we didn't even really touch is is the dedication of the people who put on the awards in the fandom mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's a very small footnote, but a very important one. It is, because you figure without their effort, we would have, I guess, a little more to complain about, but in an aspect, a lot less. Well, because a, a little more. It wouldn't set the bar for, for a lot of works. Well, yeah. And as has been mentioned, there are a lot of people that would have a lot less recognition without them. That's very true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anything else, or should we wrap this up? I think I'm done. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, please send us your feedback and comments at fangsandfonts.gmail.com. <laughs> fangsandfonts.gmail.com. <laughs> or tweet us at fangsandfonts or Facebook at fangsandfonts. Yeah. And if you really like us, you can nominate us for an Ursa Major Award. It would actually mean a lot to us. Um, you can Anyone can nominate and... Don't just nominate us. There are many categories that can be nominated for different things out there. So nominations are free for one email address. Just go to the Ursa Mages website and you can check it out. Um, if you don't know who to nominate for, there is the recommended list for 2015, which is now closed. I think they'll take they'll start opening for 2016 recommended list. But it's uh, it's something you can check out for what things you may or may not be looking for. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time, guys. Sounds like a plan. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. conversation topic with no show notes i know holy yeah. crap oh god amazing. we haven't done that in a long time yeah yeah but i think this went this, this one actually seemed to have a structure <laughs> roland versus ocean it's 40 minutes of rolling an ocean just heavyweight versus lightweight <laughs> i'm the heavyweight i'm just gonna call you fat then <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be wrong <laughs> it's okay you're not alone just say I'm when i say i'm working towards santa claus much like oh well, you already got the belly. Well, he yeah. shaved his beard today. Yeah. It's still not going to be Mrs. Santa Claus. If you want to tart around with any, I'll be on Elf. All right. So, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> That's the weirdest segue ever. If, thank you. I'm going to do this again.